coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Okay, and we are recording. So I am Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church in Jefferson Hills. Mark Berkshire with Mark Berkshire Ministries of Fair Chance, Pennsylvania. All right, and um, we were going to talk about a different topic, uh, but I figure this close to the election, we need to talk about the election. Um, it's It's gotten contentious and just... Out of control. I mean, would you say? Yeah, very much so. <laughs> well, I, I missed part of what you say because my screen froze. Can you say that again? Yeah, you've been freezing off and on, too. Uh, I said it's been like watching grammar school kids with the debates. They're just like two little kids. Yeah, I thought the vice presidential one was good. I both They both got their points across. So... Before I do that, here's 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 one of the things that has frustrated me, not just about the debates, but about any time either of the politicians, uh, not just in the presidential, but even in the congressionals, when they're asked questions, they don't answer the question. Yeah, yeah, you froze up on me, but yeah, I, that frustrates me too because they 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 answer around the question. They never come out with an exact answer. And it's. <clears throat> yeah, they don't answer the question. So here's, here's a thought that I had. Um, like, I'm registered independent. You're registered Republican. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to find another uh, either pastor or person in ministry, because I definitely wanted it from a Christian perspective, that was a Democrat. And then we could do a podcast called Answer the Question where we answer the questions from that the politicians won't answer. Not that we're speaking for them, but like, hey, you know, if you're speaking on behalf of Republicans or someone speaking on behalf of Democrats, what's the answer to this question? Like the question, you know, that they asked uh, Joe Biden about, hey, are you going to, what are you going to, are you going to, what's called stack the Supreme stack, Court? Yeah. Yeah, that's a valid question. All right, so someone from the Democratic Party, hopefully from a Christian perspective, let's talk about that. It's a valid question, you know. Uh, they've asked Trump questions that he sidesteps. They've asked Biden questions that he sidesteps. And I'm like, if I don't understand why the moderator doesn't like, okay, that's a great answer. But the question was, you know, that's like when yeah. you ask, you know, you take a test. What's one <clears throat> plus one? And they say that, you know, math that's a great answer, but what is one plus one? Give me your answer. Right, right. I, I, I don't understand it either. Um, other than the fact that I think some of the, some of the mediators are trying to candy, candy coat some of the issues so that they're not as um, harsh, maybe, is the word, because some of these answers are harsh, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, why ask the – don't candy – give us the reality. I mean, I get, you know, there's some things that they, they, they can't reveal, but 
give us the honest answer. And why ask the question if you're not going to seek the honest answer? I'm like, don't, right. don't and, ask the question. The other thing that is frustrating to me is that you don't get the same answer twice. You know, um, for Pennsylvania. And he said, yes, I'm going to stop fracking. And yesterday he was on TV saying, no, I'm not going to stop fracking anywhere. Pennsylvania has my promise. We're not going to stop fracking. Well, which other, is it? Is he going to stop it or is he going to keep it going? And the, and the other thing, and that's a good, we're, we're going to, we're going to, I'm, I'm, hold on. I'll write that down. We're going to come back to that. Wow, none of my pens now are suddenly working. Yeah. And you keep freezing on me. So I'm, I'm hearing bits and pieces, but that's okay. We'll keep it going. Okay. Um, so let's, I got, I got a bunch of topics I wanted to hit on and then okay. uh, let's talk about those because those are all relevant to the election. Uh, the first one is mail-in voting. I'm totally against it. Totally against it? Why is totally. that? I mean, absentee ba balloting is one thing that is, is, is a different subject altogether, you know, because there's, we've been doing voting for years with absentee voting you know um but mail-in voting there's too much of a chance of fraud and i really believe that, that there's there's too much of a chance of of somebody thinking they're doing the right thing by harvesting some of these votes um by we've already had different different mail carriers that have been caught. Uh, you froze again, so. Taking out different for Republican or Democrat, if, depending on who they are, taking them out and destroying them or losing them. So there, there's too much of a human error possibility for, for mail-in votes for my, for my safety. Um. I can, I can see that. Uh, I, I don't have a for or against it. I just don't understand why they did it because absentee ballots were in essence mail-in voting. Right. Rather than spend all this money to create this new system, all you had to do was add a checkbox to the existing absentee ballot that accommodated whatever purpose they wanted. I mean, because all mail-in voting is, is an absentee ballot. It's, it's not saying I'm not going to be in the area. It's just saying I'm not going to go vote. I'm not going to go physically to the voting. Right. So just amending the absentee ballot would have saved a lot of time and effort and money. And that's done by mail. And like you said, we've been doing that for you know, decades now, depending yeah. on what state or locality you're in so yeah military has been doing it forever yeah my very first time that i voted in an election you know. i did it via absentee ballot while i was stationed um in south america and panama so yeah don't know whatever yeah. happened to that if that vote got, i have no idea but that was i was so happy that yeah i get to vote boom there you go uh yeah and that that so I don't I don't quite understand what was the purpose of moving to a whole new system. I also don't quite understand 
Like, the, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Some of the people saying that, you know, there's room for fraud. That same level of room for fraud existed with absentee ballots. Yes, it did. And, and there was a case of that, if you don't, if you remember when uh, Gore and Bush had their election. That was part of that, that whole thing. There was a lot of problems with it, you know. I just um, think that anywhere that there's going to be human element, there's room for fraud. Yeah, yeah. Even even with the regular voting machines, there can be fraud. Yeah, anywhere I mean, there's a human, there's room for fraud. So um, I think it was a lot of waste of money on the whole mail-in voting thing. And I also think that there's still going to be long lines, so I don't know. Uh, and I think it was, it's not a tried and true system, and it's going to end up getting overwhelmed. One, yeah, I think this is going to be one of the biggest turnout elections that we've ever had. Yeah, and it's going to be one of the biggest contested ones because yeah. of all of the stuff. votes aren't going to be counted. There's not enough, I mean, that much mail. There's not enough. And they're like, how many millions have already voted via mail-in voting? How many of those yeah. have actually been counted? There's not like, it's not like an Amazon warehouse where you have, you know, hundreds of people running around. You got an office somewhere with probably staff with three folks trying to count tens of thousands of, and there's room for error. Uh, it's just yeah. going to happen. So, yeah. And, and, and I mean, it is going to be highly contested. The fear I have about after the election is that no matter who wins, I kind of see some civil unrest happening. Oh yeah, which is either way. Yeah, and I I hope none of them are Christians because that should not. It doesn't matter who is in office. It doesn't matter, you know, if if both Trump and Biden die before the election, and it's you know, who doesn't matter who's there. The church should still be the church because our faithfulness is not to that office it is to right. the prince of peace and the king of kings so all right we're going to mail-in voting and go to uh trump's taxes and taxes in general and uh i'm his I'm, his taxes that he hasn't revealed yet his taxes that he hasn't revealed yet um and this is going to lead to another topic but his taxes that he hasn't revealed yet and um i don't understand why there's such an issue um, I don't either. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's not a big deal. I mean, I, I don't think that, I don't think that that should be an issue, whether it's Democrat or Republican, neither one, that should never be an issue, you know, unless there's some evidence or proof of, of some illegal activity, then yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that, but I'm I'm not going to, you know, vote for or change my vote because uh, actually, if it were me, I'd be like, that's pretty impressive. If you can make millions of dollars and legally not pay a penny in taxes because that's the way the law is put up, more power to you. I mean, I, I don't have that option, but I take advantage of every tax break that's available to me. And I'm sure every single American does. Yeah. And I keep hearing them say... That they're going to, you know, uh, the Democrats say they're going to change the tax code. And I'm like, 
there have been times when there's been a Democratic president, Democratic Senate, Democratic Congress, or a Republican president, Republican Senate, Republican Congress, not a single one of them has attempted to change the tax code, and none of them will. No, so I don't they know won't. why. Because it it doesn't benefit them. It will hurt them in the long run more than it will help anyone else, because they're the ones making the big bucks. You know. Yeah, so. and all the all the rich actors, actresses, CEOs, and and again. I'm an independent, but it doesn't make sense to me that all the rich actors, actresses, all the rich CEOs are like, go Biden. And Biden keeps saying, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to change, you know, to make the the rich pay their fair share. I don't think all the rich are supporting him because they're like, yay, he's going to finally make us pay our fair share. Yeah. I don't see that happening. So no, no. I mean, I see him raising taxes on the middle class more than it is going to be on anyone else because what's going to happen is he's going to raise the taxes on the higher and on the corporations and who's going to pay for that. We're going to pay for that because we're going to have higher prices and everything else that we get, you know? Well, yeah, that's, that was my point because if I, if I'm the CEO and I end up got to pay, end up have to pay more money for my business. I've already seen it where, I don't know if you've seen it, prices in restaurants that can see people have gone like freaking through the roof. Yeah. Because they're not making as much money now. They've only got like a quarter or 25% of the people coming in that they used to. And especially now that they can't do any outdoor seating because of the weather. No one's wants to sit outside in 52 degree weather prices we looked at some restaurant online and i was like wait why is this sandwich like 19 dollars? didn't it used to be like nine dollars yeah. for this sandwich now it's 19 dollars. Yeah. what what's going on so yeah, yeah the prices are gonna go up yeah i mean that's just the way it works yep all right so on my question though do you think that there's anything illegal in trump's taxes I don't, I really don't think there's anything illegal in him. I think that he is just, he's a smart businessman. And I think he has used all of the advantages of being that type of a businessman. And no matter what his taxes would come back at, it would look bad on him, whether they were good or bad. I think I, I think yeah. I think they would say it would look bad on him. So why why throw another log on the fire? And I mean, if he if he's making the problem that I I I have a a big headache about. Some of them say that he's getting rich on being president. Well, he doesn't even take a salary as being president. He's been giving the money away the last four years, every paycheck he gives away. So how can he be getting rich on being a president? Well, I I have issue with all of the congressional and Senate leaders and elected officials that continue to get a paycheck while each claiming to fight for the American people to get some kind of COVID relief. 
Like, Absolutely. really? You've gotten paid since March, and there's still people who haven't gotten an unemployment check since March, have lost their businesses, whole communities have been shuttered since March. Yeah. And yeah, granted, you know, there was the unemployment conversation, but that's gone. Gave out a $1,200 check, which, you know, for some people, that didn't even cover their rent. Right. And that's all they have seen, nothing else. So I, I have a problem with all of, I think anytime something like that happens, the first thing that needs to stop is the congressional paycheck and the Senate paycheck. Stop yep. those and you will see some, you know, if the economy shuts down, then you shut down. That, that, that should be. Yeah. And, and I'm one for term limits too. I think, I think there should be only just like presidency, there should be term limits to congressional and Senate seats. I do too. That will stop all the, you know, I, I mean, which is going into the next topic that will stop all of the people that stay in there just to enrich themselves. You know, people complaining mm -hmm. the president got rich. A lot of these senators and congressmen, they're, they're making well more than the, you know, 60, 70 or hundred or whatever thousand a year that their congressional office pays, you know, they're yeah. making millions a year, which brings us to, the next topic, uh, Biden's son's emails. <laughs> so are do, those, we, are do those, we really have to go there? <laughs> no, I'm not going to dig into them because some of the stuff I've seen on them, I don't want to discuss on this podcast. It's just not, yeah. it's not cool. I'm just saying, are those real or they are, are they a result of, of China or Russian interference, which is, which is what's being, you know, responded to now. I believe they're totally real. I, I believe that there's enough evidence to prove that they're real. I don't think they I don't think there's tampering with them. Number one, I don't think how do I say this? I don't think Hunter Biden is probably the brightest bulb in the box. Um and for someone to take a laptop into a repair shop, knowing you probably have stuff on there and leave it, that's not too smart on his part. So, I mean, I, I honestly believe, I honestly believe they're, they're real. Um, and again, I don't want to go into the detail of them, but on there, there's just some, not cool stuff, but do you think that hurts Joe Biden's uh, political aspirations to become president? Because it seems that, like everyone's blowing by and, and ignoring it, and we keep moving closer to the election day. Sadly, no. And I'll tell you why. And and, and I'm not a conspiracy guy. I, I don't. I don't get into all that, but. He's got too many of the mainstream media that won't even cover it. They won't even talk about it. So there's a lot of people that don't even know about it, you know, and that is, that is a problem when you got networks that won't, won't brace the issue of it. Um, you know, even to ask if it's right or wrong. And then you got, 
Mr. Biden saying that he knew nothing about any of his his foreign dealings, but you have pictures of him with some of these CEOs of these companies that Hunter was involved with. And that, I mean, there's pictures, there's evidence, actual pictures of Biden and his son with some of these CEOs. So some people would say that could be Photoshop. That could be, you know, Russia or China Photoshopping that and submitting yeah, it out there. It could be, but when you back it up with some of the testimony of some of the people that were involved, like the whistleblower that's there, that's out now about Biden. And then you have the leader of um, Ukraine that, that, you know, talked about it um, and was there. I mean, bottom line is corruption is bad all the way through our government from top to bottom. Yeah. And, and no matter how you look at it, it's bad. And how did we get there? We got there because number one, our country really turned our backs on God. We lost where we came from. Yeah. Number two, the, the church of God has turned its back on the government. We, w- we had this idea for years that Christians shouldn't be involved in any type of government. That wasn't where the church people should be, you know. And uh, so we, we really have no one to blame but ourselves for where we're at right now. So I'm not going to try to ask what's a what's a resolution. We'll we'll save all that. Okay. <laughs> um, there's so much more I would love to go into, but again, some of the stuff on or reported to be on those emails are like not right. Cool to discuss here. Uh, so we're going to move on to handling of the pandemic. Again, I'm a registered independent. I I don't have an affinity for either Biden or Trump. Um, But I will say that everything that I heard Biden say so far that he was going to do about the pandemic seems to be stuff that's already either been done or been attempted with the exception of him saying he would give more money to the schools so that they can open safely. Well, if you remember, President Trump already said that he was going to give more money to the schools to open safely, but that never came about in Congress because they never approved put it through, never approved it. So that is, you know, that's one thing. But I don't think there is anything. I think when the when the virus first came out, we did everything possible. I think. President Trump was right on board about stopping travel from China right away. As soon as we found out where this came from, he stopped travel. Then when it spread into Europe, he stopped that travel. So I think he did, he has done everything he could. I think he got some misinformation from some of his so-called special 
specialist that he could have gotten differently. And he's trying to correct that now. Um, I think that the pandemic turned into a fear tactic for all of us, because what are we all doing now? We're all following somebody's guidelines on what to do. Um, we're setting a, it's setting up a predecessor, a, can't say the word, <laughs> setting up a, a, a way that we are going to be in the future, you know, a cashless system. How many stores have we walked into, Don and I have walked into just this week that said we only take credit cards or, or debit cards. We don't take cash. And, you know, so we're becoming a cashless society through this. Um, but I think there's more fear in the COVID pandemic than there is reality at this point. I, I think there's a lot of fear, but I also don't know what the end game is because uh, if the goal is, you know, hey, once we have a, a, a vaccine, we may never have a tried and true vaccine that works um, for 100% of the people. So uh, is there an end game in, in, in sight? I don't have a problem wearing a mask every time I walk into a store uh, no, if they want me to do fine. I'll put on the mask. It's not going to kill me. And if it is, I'm not going to shop there, or I'm not going to stay in there long. I yeah. do have a problem with the number of businesses that have closed so far. Uh, the number of, and I'm not a fan of bars, but the number of those those bars were owned by people in our communities, and now those people are out of jobs. Restaurants are losing money and closing. Even large corporations. You know, I'm a big movie fan. AMC Theater. They're like, hey, we might not make it till the end of the year. You yeah. know, they've got like thousands of chains all, all over the United States. So what, what's the end game here, I, I guess? And, and I don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, it's up to the governors of each state because there are some states that are thriving that aren't having issues like we're having here in Pennsylvania. Um, there, there's states that never shut down, never closed the doors to restaurants and things, and they're doing fine. So I, I think there's, I think, well, in, in President Biden or Vice President Biden had made a comment too that if he's elected, he's going to shut the nation down again. He's going to close everything. And I don't know the point of that, you know. Yeah. So I don't. I don't, I don't see how that would would work. The the end game, I think, is to try to get as much control. And, and again, I'm not trying to be conspiracy here, but trying to get as much control of the people as they can get away with. To see, because if you look at what we're going through, this is a precursor of socialism, basically, because the government's telling us we can't do this, we can't do that. 
They're telling us now we can only have six people for Thanksgiving dinner. Wait, what? Did I miss that part? I mean, I haven't been watching yeah. the news a lot. Is that well, I haven't either, but this has came up on a headline in a very reputable news organization online that said that the CDC is now saying six people for Thanksgiving, but you can have 30 people go to a funeral. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, your family is your family. Yeah. And if, if, if my family, six people, my, I'm one of seven kids. So which kid do we leave out of the table and who, and we don't bring our spouses? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's those kind of things. I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing a preview of socialism is what we're seeing. But is there, I mean, is there any, validation to what they're saying i i always try to say let me see why would someone do this so i'm trying to think i can understand from the perspective of yeah you want to keep people safe if there's a virus that you come in contact with people you pass it to other people um lots of kids are coming home from you know away from school college or whatever and if you have a gathering of 20 people you know for in your case so you bring all seven kids with their spouses that's 14 bring in some more family members, the guy who's coming from home from school or from the military, from wherever. Uh, and then everyone takes that back if they do get infected and takes it back and spreads. So I can, I can kind of understand that mentality. I, I, I would have probably broach it as, hey, based on your family situation, and I think someone asked the vice president this, and this was his response, which made sense. You have to look at your family your family situation, your family dynamic, and determine whether or not it's safe to gather. If it is, go for it. If it's not, then don't. That, I mean, that's, yeah. that's just... Yeah, but at the same time, we'll go out to a restaurant and sit there and eat. Like, like there's something magical about when you sit down to eat, you take your mask off to eat. And you're in this public restaurant. You're not going to get the coronavirus because you're sitting there eating? Well, except in California, because now they said you have to keep your mask on, take it off, take a bite, put the mask back on while you chew, take it off, take another bite, put the mask. No, so, I haven't heard that. That's crazy. This is what I just, I just uh, yeah. heard some news uh, on one of the newscasts on the radio that was talking about this is what governor governor newsom right that's california yeah. governor newsom has proposed for californians that they have to take the mask off take a bite put it back on take it off and you're right a lot of things that they do don't seem to it's not logical so when i walk into a yeah. store i get they have the plexiglass up so you know my sneeze their sneeze we're not transmitting stuff but covering the the the, the keypad where you you like putting your information they put a plastic cover over it. And I'm like, why is there a plastic cover over this? Oh, so that the next person, it's easier to wipe off and they don't get my stuff. I was like, if you take the plastic cover off, you can still wipe off the keypad. What, what was, yeah, it makes no sense. You've just added another layer of ridiculousness because uh, my fingerprints are going to stay on that plastic just as they would have stayed on the keypad. You're going to have to wipe off the keypad just like, I, I, I just don't understand yeah. what they're doing but, with all this stuff. But that's what I'm saying even about gatherings. 
I mean, we go into Walmart. There's probably more people in Walmart at, at one particular time than there are in most churches. You know, um, you go to you go to a restaurant. You go to um, some of the bars. You, you talk about bars. Some of them are open. They're not requiring masks when you go in. You know, um, so there are places that people will go, but they won't come to church because they're afraid of the COVID. They won't come to family gatherings because they're afraid of COVID. But they'll go to Walmart. They'll go to all these other places. It just doesn't make sense. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. And and the the fact is that, you know, I've known a couple of people that have had COVID. I've known one person that died as not as a as, as because of COVID, but because he had cancer and COVID at the same time, and he died. Um, so I, I know it's real, but I also know a lot of people who have had it, and they're perfectly fine and had no repercussions at all after having it. Yeah, I so, think now that we know more about it, it's it's it still harms people, but it's not quite as I think uh, someone said the death rate where it was up at twenty five percent is now down to about eight percent. Where any 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 death, you know, is is tragic yeah. and unnecessary. But, um, but we we have more flu deaths a year than we've had with Corona. Yeah, and I think people um, you know are ready to get their life. Well, we've also had more loss of businesses, all that kind of stuff. So, and that, that was the tragedy of it all. But I think that lies on local and state government and not on the federal government. Because, because Trump gave all power to the governors and to local officials so now to handle their sections. What are they doing about, because as we see, like in Wisconsin, is it Wisconsin that, that's had the increase and we're seeing, you know, this fall increase and all that stuff. Um, whose responsibility is it to kind of help and to deal with that? Is it at the federal level or does it still at the, hey, states? Because here's my question. I get, you know, there are areas that haven't seen as much of the virus, but if I'm in a state that's not really dealing with a lot of outbreaks, you know, I think West Virginia has had low numbers, uh, but I know the nation has, and anybody could come into my state so it could happen. I'm going to stock up on, just like everybody else, PPE, all the equipment, uh, get hospitals ready because it could hit me. There's absolutely nothing stopping it. So what were these governors doing that are now being overrun? Wisconsin's like, we're being overrun. We don't have enough equipment. What were you doing for the last nine months? Exactly. I mean, and the thing is, President Trump has done everything to make everything available. I mean, you know, he's, he's got everything ready to go. They're not asking for it. They're not asking for help. And so, you know, the responsibility, yes, it lies with the president because he is the president of the United States. But it has to be given out equally 
to the governors and local officials as well. All right. I think we kind of beat that to death. <laughs> but, Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I think we get it. So now we're going to move on to abortion and healthcare in general. So um, those are heavy topics. And I'm going to start by saying no matter what someone's perspective is on abortion, it's not our place to go in and speak badly about those women who have had abortions or those women who are going to have them. Um, Me saying that I don't support it isn't me casting shade or judging any woman that has had it or that is thinking about it or that is going to have it. Hold on, my puppy is going crazy because the mailman is there. Hold on. He's going to go crazy in another few minutes when the mailman goes back up the road. But I just wanted to throw that out there because whenever you bring up abortion, people say, well, you Christians, you, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm not judging anyone. I'm saying I don't agree with this practice because this is unbiblical. And and that's just it. I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. My stance on abortion has nothing to do with the person having the abortion or who has had an abortion. I, I, I pray for them. I pray that God will give them peace for their decision. Um, but it doesn't just affect the person having it or the person who has had the abortion. The lasting effects affects many people. You know, um, just like a drug addict. Drug addict doesn't doesn't affect just the user. It affects his whole family. You know, and um, I personally cannot vote for anyone who is pro-abortion. I just, my... My faith and my belief in God and my belief in the Bible and what the Bible says, I cannot vote for any politician, Republican, Democrat, independent, who stands for abortion. All right. So what is uh, Joe Biden versus uh, Trump? What are their thoughts or plans regarding abortion? What is it like Joe Biden gets elected? What is he going to do for abortion? Is he going to, I mean, it's, it's already legal. And he's already, he's already said that he would, he would put more money into Planned Parenthood, which does abortions. He would also do more, put more money into the women's right to choose abortion. And, and I'm not saying that women don't have the right to choose their own bodies that's but they should have the they should they should choose wisely before the baby's even conceived and that might be the preacher in me talking but that, right you know i mean so biden's plan <laughs> is to biden not, believes not change any legality of abortion but just to put more money into it make it more readily other, accessible other than he he does want to make it legal nationwide to have a full-term baby aborted okay so that i did i did not know that yeah um, so he he wants to go that that far and now you what look is at the democratic if you look at the democratic web page 
it will tell you exactly their platform and that is part of the platform that's one of the first things on the platform um and trump is totally against abortion he's totally pro-life all the way around uh he wants to abolish planned parenthood he wants to um and planned parenthood has never everybody says it's all about women's health and that that wasn't ever their main goal well they don't do anything other than abortions they don't do counseling for women they don't no. do, you know no. pregnancy counseling they don't do other type of health. all they do is abortions so yeah <clears throat> that's that has nothing but, it's not like if you take the abortions away they still have other women's health things that they do that's right and, and and trump's made it where businesses christian businesses do not have to pay for abortions through their health insurance for their employees um, right that, that employees, I, I agree with that 100 percent. i do too right. um you know so he's he's totally pro-life um and i tell people i don't vote for a person um i vote for the stance and the platform that they're running on so I'm going to vote for a candidate, whether it's president, whether it's senator, whether it's congressman, whether it's mayor. I'm going to vote for the person who stands closer to the Bible and what the Bible says than I am with someone who's totally far away. Yeah, that's my whole thing. And even, uh, yeah. even hold on, the puppet mail check's going up the way. So he's okay. Okay, uh, so I, that, I mean, that's my thing as well, but I'm also going to pray before I vote because God knows way more Actually, than I do. Absolutely. Um, so here's, here's another question, moving on from abortion, healthcare overall, because from what I understand, there, there's a lot of misinformation going out. So one is that, um, man, one is that uh, the current, thing that's before the uh, Supreme Court is going to remove health care for people with pre-existing conditions. I keep hearing this pre-existing conditions. But then I actually heard uh, um, on one of the news shows where a judge said, well, that's not even a part of the current thing that's in front of the Supreme Court. Right. So even if what's in front of the Supreme Court gets approved the way that the president wants it to get approved, that doesn't affect affect the part yeah. that has pre-existing conditions at all so and, is that and, true and the, the the president has already come out and said numerous times from day one that people with pre-existing conditions will always be covered always and he made it to where he's even talked to the big insurance companies saying no this has to be something that has to be in each policy that pre-existing conditions have to be covered. Um, and, and, and the left and the media has taken that and said, no, he doesn't want it because he doesn't want Obamacare. He doesn't want that affordable health care package that was, that was, that's in place. Because if, to be honest with you, that affordable health care package is not affordable. You can get private insurance a lot cheaper than you can get affordable health care well one this moves us closer towards socialized medicine where the government i don't want the government over 
I think in some instances the government does okay. Yeah. On certain things, but not on all things. And I don't think they should have a monopoly. So I think uh, for people that want it, that's fine. Uh, the thing that really made me mad was when they were pushing through Obamacare and they said, you can, you know, you can have, it's not just that you can keep your same doctor, which didn't hold true, which they knew in advance, but also the fact that the president Obama said specifically, you will have the same exact type of type of healthcare that I will. And then Congress exempted themselves mm-hmm. from that, which to me says, what's wrong with it that you don't want it, but you're pushing it out on us. That's yeah. a problem. Uh, I feel lied to, betrayed, and, and false. Um, now, that being said, yeah. I get my health care from the VA. I'm a veteran. I go to the VA for all of my, my, my stuff. Right. I have not had a problem. Uh, love my primary care physician. He does a great job. I have... Anything I've brought up to get addressed has been taken care of and beyond. I think the government does great on some things. I don't think they do great on all things. And I think people should have the option to, if they want private care from wherever else, they should, they should be able to get and, it. So. And that is something the president has made available, is that vets don't have to wait in waiting lines that are six months out if they need something done, they can go seek another, an outside physician and the government will, the VA will still cover that visit. Although I will say this because of the whole COVID-19, the, the whole VA system is working very slow right now. Oh, I'm sure. I'm I mean, sure. okay. So, yeah. uh, healthcare. Yeah. Now what about the economy? Um, I think before this COVID hit, we were probably in one of the best economies that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, And I think we're coming back to that slowly. But if, if, again, if President Trump wouldn't have given the authority to the governors to take care of their, their people, I think it would be back faster because I think by now Trump would have had everything opened up. But governors just don't want to do that. Some governors, you know. So what would, how can, um, because I, I, I keep hearing, I hear Biden say, here's what I'm going to do. Although it scares me some of the things that he says he's going to do, because most of it involves giving away a lot of money. And I'm like, where's all this money coming from that, you know, right. giving the people. Um, but uh, what are some of the things that can be done or that? Yeah, I guess that can be done that are going to help the hurting people in the last debate. Uh, or maybe it was somewhere else. I heard them asking, why aren't you doing anything now for the people, you know, and, and Biden's thing was, yeah, you're the president. Why aren't you sitting down with Congress and saying, let's make this happen. Let's help these people. Let's get plans in place. Um, Cause that's what people want to know. People, people vote what they feel. And right now people are feeling the pinch because of the economy. Right. Granted it's because of COVID. No one's going to say whether or not it's, it's, 
Trump's fault or whatever, all they're going to say is, oh, Biden's going to help fix this. Yeah. And the thing is, if you look at what the president has put out and what his people, what the administration has put out for the help and what the other side, the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi basically has just said, no, we're not doing any of that because we want this, this, and this added into that. They don't care about people. They care about getting their agenda pushed forward. Yeah, and I don't, I, I, I agree with that. And I, one of the problems I had with Obama was one of his, like, if I get in office, uh, no more pork, no more all these things added to bills, just do straight bills. That did not happen. No, and it's, it's worse now than it ever was. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is with a, with a democratic Congress and a Republican driven Senate, nothing is going to get done. It will not get done. And it should never be that way in the United States. Yeah. I, that's why I think every, every, every person who has been in office, um, uh, especially at the congressional and, and, and Senate level, uh, kind of, yeah, on the Senate, but especially at the congressional level, every single one has been in office throughout this. Um, well, yeah, Senate level two, uh, throughout the pandemic, uh, if they're up for reelection, they should be out. Yep. I, I agree. I don't care if they're a Republican, I don't care if they're Democrat, they have not helped the American people. No, they and should. I, and I, I'm going to get pushback from this, I know. <laughs> I'll say it already. But I don't think you should be allowed to serve in government held positions. And, and this includes Trump, past 70 years old. Oh, I, I don't. I don't think there should be anybody in office that is 70 years or over. I, I definitely agree. They should, they should be out. And I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. All right. I'm going to move on to, uh, let's talk about the, the police reform, racism, injustice, all the violence that's still going on. Uh, um, I did, I, I didn't watch the last, like the, the debate or the town hall that each of them did. I just, yeah, I didn't either. I just refused to. Um, but I did watch it was one of the debates where I think it was the first presidential debate where they said, Hey, okay, Joe Biden, you're the democratic party. Or he said, I'm the democratic party. And they said, okay, right. you're the democratic party. Why aren't you getting on the phone with some of these democratic governors where all this violence is taking place and saying, let's resolve this. And his response was, well, I'm not the president. Yeah. But he is the democratic party. So yeah, he has influence. And I'm like, okay, why isn't the president getting on the phone? Cause he is the president with these leaders and saying, Hey, uh, the, what, whatever needs to be done to stop this. Let's stop this. The president contacted the governor of Washington, the mayor of, Se of um, Seattle, the governor of Oregon, the mayor of Portland, Chicago, some of the other hotspots. He contacted all of them and said, I'll send the National Guard in right now. And they all said, no, thank you. We've got this. 
Okay. So again, again, it comes down to what the federal government has authority to do. The president can't go in and take over a state. Right. I guess that's not in the constitution. Right. I get that. Uh, But at the same time, okay. I can't send in you're you're rejecting federal troops. What else can be done to stop the violence? Because if it were me and you and 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 I like, hey Mark, there's 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 you know we got to stop this violence and was it free chance? Fair chance. Fair chance. Fair chance. Yeah, fair chance. Uh, and, and you know I've, I'll I'll here's the here's the resources I can send. I'll send in the national guard, and you're like, no, we're we're not doing that. My next question is, okay, well then what can we do because this has to stop? I can't, I can't just say, okay, Mark said no troops, so I'm just going to sit back and watch. But when your hands are tied, I mean, these, these, these officials, local officials said, I want nothing to do for, with the federal government, period. So how can you force yourself? That's the question. How does he on a federal level, force himself into the, to the local level without going against the constitution of the United States. I don't know. I would be like, okay, Mark, if you can't get this under control at the same way, cause, uh, uh, and this is just me and neither you or I know politicians, No, but I, I would be like, Hey, if you cannot get this under control and I cannot send them federal troops, I can withdraw federal funds. So until you stop the violence, not a single federal dollar goes in there because and, you're putting lives at risk or something. You know, and, and he has he has threatened that, but there again, anything of that matter has to go through Congress to stop the federal funding. So you're still back at ground zero. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no, right. Then I'd fly down there and say, "All right, Mark, what what do we gotta do?" I mean, something. No one's doing anything. No, no and, one is. And, well, and it, people are. Part, I mean, granted, the, the violence problem. has subs- Has the violence subsided, or are we just not hearing about it anymore? We're just not hearing about it much okay. anymore. But That's here's right. the here's the problem. You've got one group calling Antifa, Black Lives Matter, uh, some of the other groups. They are all terrorists. You got groups on that side saying that the the Trump supporters and the Trump people are all um, white, white supremacy. White supremacy. So you you've got the two sides already banged up against each other, and they're not budging. Um, Antifa, I honestly believe, is a terrorist, domestic terrorist organization. Um, Black Lives Matter movement, I believe that it's it may have started out with genuine principles, but the Black Lives Matter incorporation has taken over and made it more than what it should be. Yeah, I think uh, people. Like, I think people get they hear Black Lives Matter and they automatically think this government organization, not government, this this particular organization. Um, and uh, I, I definitely have supported, posted everything. Yeah, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Right. But I'm 
not doing that for the organization. I'm doing that for the people. Exactly. Who it represents. Exactly. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. The organization has taken it to the next level. And that's, that's sad. You know, I was always brought up all lives matter, whether they're black, white, yellow, red, it doesn't matter. All lives matter. And it, it's hard, you know, it's hard to, to do that. Right. Well, I think right now what, and, and that's what really prompted the black lives matter thing is like, yes, all lives do matter. But right now, the lives that are being taken and hurting are those of, of, of black people, which is what they're trying to get across. But so here's what, what is the plan? I, I didn't really hear a concise plan from either president. And maybe I haven't, I just haven't heard because I don't listen to the news anymore on how they're going to address racism and injustice. I heard them both say, no, I'm not racist but I haven't heard either of them say, here are some of the things I'm going to do. I did hear Biden say, I'm going to you know, send out psychologists, uh, which is ridiculous. I don't think hamstringing, hamstringing the police who are responding to violent calls uh, is the issue. Cause sometimes you don't know whether it's a violent call or just, they need right. to talk down call until you get on the scene. And I have family members who are police had this discussion with them. I have friends who are police, uh, uh, love them to death. Uh, but just like in every scenario, love the people that are doing good. The ones that are doing bad, something needs to be done. And obviously there are ones doing bad. So something needs to be done. And I really haven't heard a concise, here's what we're going to do to address that. I haven't heard it either other than President Trump has been more for, okay, let's, you don't want my help. I can give more money into the police officers. I can put more money into the law enforcement end of it. Let's get better training. Let's get better, you know, things going on for the police. Where other ones are saying, let's defund the police. Let's get rid of the police altogether, which that won't work either. So, I don't know if there is a real answer to this problem because this problem is a, and this is the preacher, I'm sorry, but this problem is a sin problem and it's not a human problem. Yeah. It's not a social this, justice or injustice problem. No, this is, a, sin this is a spiritual problem. Yeah. And until you remove the sin, you're not going to do that. So, right. Yeah. I mean, we can help by encouraging people to share the gospel more because the person right. has that level of hate or lack of love in his heart can be changed by Jesus Christ. But exactly. That, that doesn't help, you know, Biden or Trump. <laughs> right. Right. But, but yet, you know, I will say that the democratic platform is also anti-God. They don't want God to be involved, the church to be involved in a lot of stuff where the Republican platform is more, God first, country second. Yeah. You know, um, and that's, that's something that we got to look at. I, I also think before anyone is elected 
or even after they're elected, before they're confirmed and sworn in as a congressman or a senator, they need to have a constitutional test. Do you know the Constitution? Because I watched some of the, I had it on the background, some of the hearing for uh, Amy C. Barrett, whatever this, Coney, Amy Coney. Yeah. yeah. And first of all, I was disgusted that they were asking questions of her that I've been an employer and I've been a government contractor that you cannot ask who does mm -hmm. your laundry at home? Who does that? That's ridiculous. I would be sued if I was an employer asking those questions. Are you a sexual predator? That was yeah. yeah. I mean, what, who, who, who asks, why would, who, who cares who does your laundry at home? How does that play? But also the fact that they were asking about her faith because Article 6 of the Constitution says that faith cannot be an issue exactly. for any person serving in the government. So, and I'm sure she knows that, but probably it would not have looked good for her to tell them that you're right. not allowed to ask that. Uh, but apparently a lot of people that are serving in the government don't know the Constitution. They don't no. know what they're supposed to be upholding and supporting. Or let me, let me put it this way. They may know the Constitution, but they don't understand the Constitution. Yeah, you're being nice. I don't think they know it at all. <laughs> I don't think they know it. I don't think that. I mean, that, that's a very simple article that kind of stands out there by itself. Yeah, it is. You know, and, and, and it's, 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 if anything, before you go ask a judge, you should know, all right, federal law here are some of the things i am allowed to ask here are some of the things i'm not allowed to ask yeah um it's one thing to say hey i have a lot of respect for you and your husband for what you guys have accomplished in your household that's one thing who does your laundry at home is disrespectful and 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 just yeah. did not come out of your mouth well and, and the fact that they were trying to paint her as a racist just was kind of laughable too Oh, I must have missed that part. I didn't. Hear oh, that. yeah. They, they were trying to paint her as a racist because she has two black children in her family as tokens to make it look good for the judge. And I'm like, that's just ridiculous. And that she, is just had ridiculous. them for a while, though. It's not yeah, like she had oh, them way before. Yeah, it's not like oh, any of this was ever there. You guys are going to choose me. Let me go quickly, you know, mix up my house. So that's Get some crazy. Haitians in here. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap this up with what should Christ followers do? How do they respond to this election? And I'll preface that with this because I was preaching about it on Sunday and we'll be preaching more about it on Sunday. Yes, through... I heard your sermon. It was good. Oh, thank you. Uh, we're walking <laughs> through First Peter and I said, you know, what would, what would happen if every single Christ follower, without knowing it, we all prayed first. God said, here's what I want you to vote for. And it came out that every single Christ follower in America all voted for the same person. What a powerful message that would send uh, to the world, really, when it came out, you know, how many people, 350 million people in America, let's say, you know, a third profess to be Christians, but let's say about 75 million are actually Holy Spirit-filled, God-honoring Christians, and it comes out that all 75 million Holy Spirit-filled, God-professing, God-honoring Christians all voted the exact same way. That would be like a powerful message to the world. Uh, one, 
just that God exists, and two, that the church, you know, we're doing what God says. And and some of those are Democrats, some of those are Republicans, some of those are Libertarians, uh, some of those are all the other parties, but yet they all vote the same way. That would be a powerful message. So what, yeah. what, what should Christians do in respect to this election since it's coming up in seven days? Num- number one, pray. Pray, pray, and pray. Number two, I think do some research on the candidates. And their parties. And their parties. See what the platforms are. And then vote the Bible. Vote the Bible. Don't vote person. Don't Don't vote personalities. Don't vote on party lines. Vote who's the closest to my biblical view of what God wants. And then have faith to know, no matter how it turns out, as Daniel, as it says in Daniel, God is the one who puts people into office. God is also the one who takes people out of office. At the end of the day, Christ still reigns, God is still king, and we are still his. Yeah. And I just want to read this because this, <laughs> I thought this was funny. Uh, I put up a, and I shared this with my message on Sunday, I put up a like a funny TikTok. If you guys don't know what TikTok is, don't Google it because you'll spend lots of time just watching crazy videos uh, about Republican, about, uh, you know, me watching Christians on Facebook argue over which candidate God chose. Republicans saying, no, he chose Trump. Democrats saying, no, God chose Biden. I'm like, really? Because God didn't choose both of them. So, uh, and I put up a funny thing on that. And and one of the guys responded uh, with a really great comment that I shared with our congregation. He said, the health of the church isn't determined by who's in political power but by our faithfulness to Jesus Christ. Amen. Regardless of who's in power, um, it's not going to impact the health of the church. Our faithfulness to Christ will. Um, Definitely pray, pray, pray. But then here's the other thing. Vote. Too many Christians do not vote at all, uh, which is part of the problem. And maybe like, you know, like I said, they don't know who to vote for. Do the work. Just even if you don't like the people or whatever, Go see what those people are going to do or what they're saying they're going to do, what their party platform is, because that's who they represent. Um, go look at their pages and see, here's what they say they're going to do about these topics. And then yeah. uh, pray about it, but definitely go out and vote. Almost every election over the last couple of years, right up until I walk into the actually cast a vote, I'm still praying. Because for me personally, neither party 100% represents the things of God. Neither candidate 100% no. represents the things of God. So I'm trying to do like you said, which one, you know, tattling in my head, all right, God, which one, which one am I going to get the closest to Right. Uh, what God says? And, and I, I think that's the best we can do when we're faced with, you know, situations like this. And then the day after, no matter what, 
still know regardless of who wins the presidency, we still work for and serve the Prince of Peace. Yeah, as I, as I have said many, many times before, my government is not Democrat, Republican, it's a monarchy. And the King of Kings is the ruler of the kingdom. Yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah. already ambassadors of an existing kingdom. So yeah, um, we're here to represent Christ to the world, not represent a political party to the United States. Right. right so why don't you uh, pray for us and then we will be done. Okay. Father, thank you so very much for your, your love and your grace and for your wisdom that you grant us. Father, you said that if we ask for wisdom, you will give it to us. And we just ask that you would help us to um, have wisdom as we go into this season of uh, the election, that you would, you would just place on our hearts um, the person that you would have us vote for. And Lord, if um, we just ask that not just for president, but for every office that is out there that needs to be filled, that you, we would be prayerful over all of them. Um, sometimes we just pray about the presidency and we leave the rest go. And we need to pray about those as well. And uh, just ask that you would help us to, to be okay with whatever the results are. Um, and uh, Lord, that it's, it's not about my guy or your guy. It's about, about your, about God's kingdom and God's purposes. Um, we want to spread the gospel and let this be a time of spreading the good news of Jesus Christ mm. uh, throughout this time, because this, this is a perfect opportunity for us to share why we believe what we believe and who gave us the power to believe that, which is your son, Jesus Christ. So we thank you and we love you and just uh, continue to ask your blessings in Jesus name. Amen. 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 And before I go, let me just say this. Yeah, I still want to do this, even though I'm not a big fan of politics, uh, a podcast called answer the questions. So uh, I'm a registered independent. Mark's a registered Republican. If you are a Democrat and uh, you don't have to be a pastor, but definitely if you're involved in ministry, that helps uh, male, female, black, white, Asian, Latino, doesn't matter. Uh, just Democrats. So we can have some honest God honoring discussions and answer the questions that we cannot get from the mouths of a lot of our politicians. Hit us up. Yeah. Let us know. We'd love to have you uh, join us on a whole new podcast even though we only yeah. get this one out what once a year <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, it seems like that but um and and make sure that if you want to be a part of it which we we really would love but we don't want to be a part of an argument we yeah don't want this to isn't this either. isn't about a debate that's why it's got to come from a cr christian perspective uh to be able to share and discuss viewpoints even ones we disagree on because uh, we're not exactly. like trying to debate and like who's right or who's wrong, we just want to be able to share as, as you know, we've done here. Well, here Mark has shared, yeah, from a Republican perspective, this, 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 this. And we want to hear from a Democrat perspective. Um, and it won't be on this podcast because this podcast has one purpose and that's to show how the people of Christ 
should respond to things in the culture, not necessarily politics, but we want to create a whole new one. Do a special broadcast. Yeah, just just specific to, you know, hearing Christian, non-debate, but Christian perspectives on a lot of these issues that relate to politics. So if you are out there, let us know, hit us up. God bless, and thank you guys for listening. Thanks a lot.